As Thanksgiving passes into recent memory and the ministrations of Christmas begin to manifest, a beam of light breaks the tryptophanic haze. It is a beacon, reaching across time and space, arcing with electricity, seeking in the darkness the cast-off, the forgotten, the lonely and lost souls of the world, offering solace, perhaps a moment of peace, and then hastening them home. Yep, it's the Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. Welcome back to the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. This is, in fact, Webisode 19, recorded Wednesday, November 25th in the year 2020. And you will be listening to this post-Thanksgiving night. So we hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. And um, we hope you got uh, got everything you asked Santa for. Wait, is <laughs> no, that no, the... no, no. We have a whole month That's, for that. that. Okay. All right. See, I get those confused. Santa, the turkey, they're both chubby. You know, it gets weird if you stuff one of them. And anyway, tonight um, we have a we have a, a a friend joining us. We made a, a special a special drop by. Um, just wandered into the studio, Mr. Sean Kerwin. Hi, Sean. Hi, Jeremy. Longtime friend. You know, when he looked, when he said "longtime friend," he actually looked at the bottle before he looked at you. Well, I mean, the bottle is a better friend than I am. <laughs> I know that I've been friends with this bottle particularly for quite some time. Um, and when I when I found out that Sean was going to come by, I thought we'd pop something nice tonight because traditionally, the night before Thanksgiving, in our group of friends, uh, has been a night that we generally do a little like heavy drinking. I mean, it it, it kind of um, has a little ha- a little heavy drinking. Yeah, a little heavy drinking. <laughs> I mean, and it kind of had like multiple lives. We we when we lived at the pit, we did like the bar crawl in Laguna. Um, Sean, for many years, carried the torch and had a huge party at his house, uh, where he would heat the pool to like ninety degrees, so it was essentially like a giant jacuzzi and. Uh, and we would do a lot of drinking, and we kind of called it like the the ruin your Thanksgiving party, because you would get so hammered that you would show up to Thanksgiving, which was like one of my favorite days to eat, and you couldn't even do it. Oh, just there's, ill. There's very few things as frustrating as sitting at that Thanksgiving t- table and looking at that delicious food, and all you're thinking is, how am I getting up to throw up? Yeah. How do I We're, sneak away? How I do mean, I how do I talk to my grandpa after I've just thrown up? Yeah. And, and what drink did I bring from the Royal Hawaiian to the house? Oh, the it was Roja. The, the Lapu. The, the Lapu. Lapu. That's what it was. And a Lapu, ladies and gentlemen, is like everything alcoholic. I mean, there's like 151 in it. I don't even know. Gin, vodka, yeah. triple sand. And, and pineapple juice. Yeah, and pineapple juice. juice. <laughs> it served in an aquarium. <laughs> a, a Hawaiian long... Hawaiian Long Island iced tea. I mean, a Hawaiian Island iced tea. Remember, the over under was two. There's no. If you went into three, it was one's not enough, and three's too many. 
Well, I mean, yeah, if you could make it through an entire lapu by yourself, it was generally kind of one of the drinks that was yeah. served with, like, multiple straws. Yeah. It. One of those ones you shared with friends. It's like, if you and your friends could make it through, too, you were... Seriously. And you'd walk from the Royal Hawaiian to downtown Laguna and throw up on the way. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's, plenty of of sand on, there's plenty of sand on the right. <laughs> it's absorbative. <laughs> so I figured, you know... Let's do it again tonight. Right. Like, in, in, in for old anxiety and for old time's sake, let's get really weirdly drunk tonight and try to ruin our Thanksgiving. What do you say? Well, what are we holding? So, I broke out a really good bottle of tequila. Uh, this is a barrel strength tequila Codigo 1530 Añejo. Where are you going, Sean? <laughs> Did we scare you away with the possibility of having a... There's a there is a good wine time. cooler. There's a wine cooler. We have yeah, uh, we have some white claws. I think <laughs> in the, the the female fridge. Nice. Um. So yeah, barrel strength, eighty six point two proof, uh, tequila Codigo, fifteen thirty and So like a two hundred dollar bottle. It's not thousands of dollars. Um. What is cool about this one is uh, again in Yeho, it's an aged tequila. But um, every other aged product that we've had on the show so far has been uh, aged in bourbon barrels, whereas this is aged in used Cabernet hmm. uh, wine barrels. So it differentiates itself in that way. Well, differentiate? I don't, no one in the world would guess that. So, Cabernet, uh, Cabernet? Cabernet barrels. And they say... Well, a lot of good scotches are uh, aged in, in old wine barrels. Right? Are they? Yeah. Yep. Scotch well, age in wine, por, uh, port, port, uh, vermouth barrels. I mean, you can age it in. Well, aren't I always the last to know? Here we go. Cork pull. Ooh. Ooh. It's rubber, rubber cork. Okay. All right. Now, oh. something to do with George Strait. Mm-hmm. Who's George Strait, Ryan? Some You're a guy that likes country music. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm in charge of the fan club. Is that the one bourbon, one scotch, one beer guy? No, I don't think so. Might be. George Strait, I don't know, he's like an old country guy, but apparently he's an investor. It's a beautiful bottle. Two years in Cabernet barrels. Um, It's got a dark color, much darker than the, the Añejo we had when, when Bonner was on the show, which was literally the lightest Añejo I've ever seen. I mean, do you guys hear that deliciousness? Well, is it delicious? Who knows? I haven't had a sip yet. It smells fantastic. So this was is, is, is a pretty new thing on the market. This was originally, when I say private reserve, I mean truly a private private reserve. This was just for friends and family. Um, and uh, then somehow George Strait got involved and he broke it in Texas and introduced it to Houston. And I'm not exactly sure how the story goes, but... Um, it's it's you know there's not a ton of this stuff around. What the, yeah. this even has a bottle number. It's like yeah, bottle. Well, this is, well, this is barrel one, bottle one seven five one. So there you go. Smells good. Smells real good. Yeah, I'm getting like, obviously the oak, vanilla, <laughs> cinnamon. Oh, Ooh. there's plenty of O's and smooth. That's easy drinking. Wow, sweet. Yeah, That's sweet. Dessert, tangy, right there. honey. Put that over a. Vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Piece Did you say? Pie. And we have so I'm drinking it neat. We have some some ice if you if you prefer to drink it over ice, but I wow. think this one drinks pretty nicely. Neat. That's a delicious tequila. How well, um, hard was it to find that? Okay, so great story about that. Um, we did the Bonner podcast. Uh, you know, I'll take this opportunity. To thank you, 
ladies and gentlemen, for if you're a return listener, we really appreciate you being here week after week. Um, a lot of people came aboard for the Bonner podcast, and if you've continued to listen, we, we really appreciate it. So uh, we drank a really good bottle of tequila uh, on the Bonner podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's it was delicious. We got a I got a the tequila get Ocho Sean, and Yeho. I believe Sean we finished it. We finished that. the bottle. And it was great. Fantastic. Wow. And after that episode, um, a listener hit me up and said, hey, uh, if you really appreciated that tequila, you got to try these. And at the top of the list was uh, was this Cotigo. So, um, it, Cotigo 1530. I mean, is has it been around since 1530? That's a great Probably question. Probably not. That's a great question. No. I'm guessing Maybe. not. Maybe the brand. I don't know. I, like I mean, <laughs> George Strait kind of looks like he could have been around since 1930. <laughs> it's from Jalisco. So. It's from Jalisco. Um, so I go into the liquor store to find this one. And uh, I say, hey, you know, I'm looking for this, uh, you know, this tequila. And it was another one of those ones where the guy kind of like had to feel me out a little bit first. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's enough. That's that's there's a lot of people looking for that one. I'm like, yeah, sh- yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have it on the podcast and and give it a, re- a review. I've heard great things about it. And the guy's like, you know, this is this is at High Times Liquor up by you, uh, Sean. Fantastic liquor store. I'm gonna say the premier liquor store in Orange County. Yeah, they have yeah, everything, sure. and the guys that work there are like lifers. They're you know they're older dudes that have been in the biz and around the biz forever and really know their stuff. I'd put it against any liquor store probably in the world. In the I world, mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. And the guys, the people that work there know their Best stuff. Best part about it, yeah. So I go into High Times and I'm looking for this stuff and the guy, you know, he kind of, he vets me a little bit. He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, really? Oh yeah, no, there, there's a lot of people looking for that. I'm like, ah, we're going to do it on the podcast. He's like, okay, you like tequila, huh? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm really starting to get into it. He's like, what what are some of the tequilas you like? And I named the 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 the, the tequila Ocho and it's oh yeah, that's a good one. Oh, you like that one, huh? So he's like, Okay, yeah, you do. And then he's like, Well, yeah. And then he starts going, right? And he, he's like, Follow me, and we go. And in the tequila section, there's like the like the the one bottle of like Don Julio or no 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 Don uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Not Don Ho. Don Jose, like Don uh, Jose. Jose Cuervo. Yeah. There's like the the like Jose Cuervo with like spider webs on it, and he and he brushes that to the side, and behind it is the one bottle of Cotigo or of uh, yeah Cotigo fifteen thirty eight. What is it? Fifteen thirty. He had one, essentially, is the the, the moral of the story. And he kind of like had to, I kind of had to prove myself for him to give it to me. And uh, you had to name names. Yeah, I had to name names, drop some like other tequilas. And then he kind of like found it miraculously behind this other, you know, tequila. And um, and it's great. And then I told the chick who suggested it to me, said, hey, we got one we're going to be doing on the show. She's like, oh, my God, where did you get it? I'm going to go get a bottle right now. Yeah, I. Right. Pretty sure not the any. last one, but they was Ryan's sense of humor behind this bottle. What do you mean? It's it's pretty hard to find. Oh wow! But um, <laughs> I wish you would have. That was a it. that was a tough one day. To yeah, that was. He shoehorned that one. The best, <laughs> the best part about high times though is that she can go looking for this bottle, and she does the same thing that you did and tells him the name of this bottle, and now he's going to recommend something else, and so the circle continues. Right, exactly. Yeah. If you if know? he doesn't have a bottle of this, he'll find something better, and or, she'll come back exactly. to you. And now, you know, right? You know that it's that kind of place. In fact, they do, and I don't know. I'd uh, love off the top of my head. Maybe when I edit this, I'll add it in. Um, they do a fantastic podcast there at High Times yeah. from the cellar yeah. weekly. 
Um, yeah, a guy like Thursday or Friday night sits in the cellar in there, and he's on like literally a small board and a microphone, takes calls. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. So, um, anyway, this came highly recommended. You know, uh, and what I told the guy, I was like, you know, tequila to me uh, originally was kind of like like a, a resort drink. And slowly I've started to realize the nuances and started to be able to appreciate it as it's, you know, as a spirit. And especially in, in, in Yeho. I mean, this mm-hmm. drink's like, I mean, I anything wouldn't want to mix, mix this with anything, yeah. you know? Yeah, this could get you in a lot of trouble. We uh, it's, it's such we have drink. some um, of the Jose Cuervo mix. Can we throw that in there with it? Right. Now, do you ever get a – I mean, when you're doing the high end and the, the really good – flavorful tequilas are any of them the clear ones or is it always do they always have a splash of color or do some of the high are some of the high-end ones still the clear well let me show you you can it just the color is all barrel aged so the longer it was in the barrel so but that's generally where the flavor comes from too is the barrel and the yeah so it's but like this tequila ocho is so you're always gonna pay for age the aged tequilas are going to be more expensive simply right. because you're paying for the time they sat there. And they're going to pull a bunch of color. In fact, all the color comes from the oak. Right. So generally, the more expensive ones are going to be the darker ones. But this tequila Ocho that we were drinking with Bonner, this is a, a an Añejo, but look how blonde it is. Yeah. And this is like we were saying like the color like of a, like a Chablis. Yeah, or like, like a Sauvignon Blanc. So, you know, the, the color can vary, but um, this is by far the lightest Añejo I've ever seen. Generally, they're going to be dark. I, I bought a very expensive bottle there one time for a, you know, it was a Christmas gift, and the guy I was buying it for was a tequila fan, and it happened to be a clear. And yes, and the answer is yes. A small batch from a single farm where they're like, you know, sourcing, uh, you know, a specific kind of agave, and they're hand making it. Sure, you could have a fantastic. And you that's know, probably just a small clean, batch. A, a cleaner, just like a very, yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely. Not, not so much the flavors as just the, the the clean alcohol of that one. Yeah, exactly. And it's about the process too. Yeah. That a guy literally did it with his hands. That's what you're paying for. Then you're playing other than like some big machine factory that's just churning it out. Like, you know, a guy on his farm, like I'm willing to pay, even if there's no age in it, I'll buy a, like a, a you know, a small batch uh, Blanco. Um, in fact, I mean, all everybody that makes tequila makes all of them. They make a Blanco, they make a Reposado, and they make an Añejo. So um, I don't know what the price point is on, uh, on like, no. say, like uh, Tequila Ocho's Blanco. But I'm sure it's a fantastic product. I thought I was gonna walk in here and maybe there would be stills or something. Uh, when is that? Uh, That's still, yeah, that is happening. Yeah, that someday. Yeah, that will be happening. Okay. Someday we'll be drinking our own booze, which will are, be. Are we closer? Much closer. Okay, that's exciting. We're in the. We're pulling building permits. Nice. So. Uh, are, are you gonna make a tequila? Um, we are not going to make a tequila. Maybe. I mean, I'm not going to put any limitations on us. We could. Uh, I think I would like to try to make something that's going to be kind of like a tequila, but it's going to be, uh, based on the, uh, no, I don't, I know. I don't want it. Don't give it out. This is kind of a proprietary thing, Sean. Uh, but none of that's going on the air because that's our little secret. 
Um, <laughs> I can see you struggling with it, and you were trying to figure it out. That's why I started giving yeah. you the just who's, don't. Who's Simon texting over there? Yeah, easy, Simon. <laughs> so, do you consider yourself a tequila fan, Sean? I mean, sure, you, I've gotten drunk in Mexico. Right? Right. <laughs> but, I mean, a lot of, like, shake your head, blow on the whistle, like... Yeah, I like uh, I like all alcohol, really. I mean, except uh, Wuling Yi. Wuling Yi translates as five grains liquid. It's a Chinese liquor made from proso millet, maize, glutinous rice, long grain rice, and wheat. Although the formula was developed during the Ming Dynasty, the name Wuling Yi was given to it in 1905. Since 1959, the formula has been nationalized and standardized. And let me tell you, New Year's Eve 2001, this guy spent a night alone in a hotel room in Beijing drinking an entire bottle of it. And uh, I will tell you that I still have a lingering aftertaste. Um, Very, very strong tasting liquor. And... uh, the burps are worse than the swallows. I mean, it is just... Uh, they essentially make it out of, like, chicken feed. So anyway. Wuliang Yi. Mmm. But other than that, I like I like straight alcohol on ice or just straight, just a sipping alcohol. I'm pretty much a universal Sipper. alcohol fan. Right. You're down. Well, yeah. Sean is one of us. I mean, as our group of friends have come in here not only to say on air but plenty of times off the air this is a group of men that enjoy liquor yeah drink delicious is delicious i like the flavor of hard alcohol <laughs> right um so, yeah. well i do too yeah i like to drink and that's what we like to do when we get here together on on wednesday night and then we we you know we start drinking and then we we generally come up with a topic and since tonight is going to be post thanksgiving i thought it would be only apropos for us to talk a little bit about thanksgiving at least and thanksgiving tradition and kind of like maybe how that varies a little bit from family to family um like for instance i'm just going to kick it off in my family we do uh we do a deep fried turkey and then we do uh, our our stuffing, uh, you know, separately in like casserole dishes. Um, my, we used to do when my mom still was around. We would do we would do a deep fried turkey. Then my mom would do a turkey in the oven so that we would have wet stuffing because dry stuffing sucks, right? And if you do stuffing in a casserole dish, it's always going to be dry. I don't care what you try to do; it's going to be dry. You got to pull the stuff out of the cavity of the bird. To have like the good moist stuffing. What's what's the stuffing and what's the dressing? Well, I mean, we went down a whole rabbit hole on that stuff today on mm. Facebook. Um, in my family, I grew up in a very southern family. My grandma called it dressing. Okay. Then there's the conjecture that the stuffing is in the bird and the dressing is the stuff around the bird. Um, some people call it all stuffing. Some people call it all dressing. And it's, again, that's a I, I regional... use them inter- interchangeably. Right, it's pretty interchangeable. How about you and your family, Sean? Do you guys call it stuffing or dressing? Oh, it's absolutely stuffing. I'm wondering if dressing refers to the gravy, sort of. No, 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 uh, no. no. I grew up with stuffing being referred to as dressing. It's well, very I mean, southern. I think dressing is also very long time ago. I think people haven't called it dressing in. People are still 50 calling it dressing years. in the South. I'll tell you. It's still called dressing in Georgia. Yes, some people. So there's some people in Georgia that call it stuffing. Who's everybody in Tennessee that was on the show? I'd love to get his opinion. If John, it was, uh, Cavendish. John. 
I mean, and here's the other thing about stuffing and dressing is it can vary greatly. I mean, there's cornbread based. There's bread crumb, like white, you know, just like Wonder Bread based. There's, you know, there's stuffing that has oysters in it. There's stuffing that has Captain sausage Crunch. in it. Yeah, Captain Crunch based stuffing. Really? Which actually sounds really good. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things, though, because like if you if you if it's not moist enough, it's gonna rip the top of your mouth apart. That's yeah. true. Captain Crunch. Stu- yeah. Wait, can you tell me more about Captain Crunch stuffing, Ryan? It was just like in, it wasn't. A, it was it was like eighty percent bread, twenty percent Captain Crunch. It was so obviously a sweeter stuffing. Where did you have that? I didn't have it. I saw it on TV. Well, I really like the whole idea, yeah. and I'm super stoked on it. I'm not into it. No. No, I don't mix breakfast. And stuffing. Oh. But you don't mix. That's just close-minded of you. No, it seems accurate. No. Uh, breakfast is A and M. Let me ask you this: Have you ever had toast? That's where breadcrumbs come from. Boom! Stuffing. You no, blew no. it. Captain Crunch is a breakfast cereal. Stuffing is not. In oh, the I've had easiest stuff. way. I love way stuffing put. for breakfast. Are cover you it with some, you know, the day after no, Thanksgiving. No, cover it in yes, gravy you, and yes, you can have stuffing for breakfast. You can't have Captain Crunch in the stuffing. Oh, you absolutely can. In fact, I'm going to do. Are that you going to put? Are you going to give it a shot? I think it sounds fantastic. I think it's a great idea. You, you put a little milk in there too. Some, you know, some extra crunch in there with yeah. a little bit of sweet. Well, it sounds perfect. Well, Ryan was right. It could literally scrape the top of your mouth if it's not done correctly. It's it's d- almost dangerous. So what's your what is your let's just do that one, in in your household. Or you could chew your food, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> well, one of the two. So you guys call it well, stuffing, not dressing. Of course we call it. And stuffing. what is what is your stuffing consist of? What is how, do you guys do? Stove top out the box, or? right? The turkey flavored stove top, right out the box. Right, I I've figured. eaten stove top stuffing as like a standalone meal. So yeah, I'm not talking shit on stove top. No, no, yeah, it is what it is. It's good. Ish. Generally, the family does well. Back when all the grandparents were alive, we did it three ways. We had like a the vegetarian spice, you know, with the sage and herbs, little carrot in there. Someone brought a sausage stuffing, and my grandma made an oyster stuffing. See, super old school. And there was a lot of that left. I got to be honest, had it once. Mm-hmm. I was always like, you read old like Dickensian books and stuff, and you hear about oyster stuffing, and you're like, oh, and I, you know, I kind of idealized it. Had it once. No. Not a good fan, big fan. Now, here's what we do in my family. Another huge tradition. We do oysters every Thanksgiving, but that's our our uh, our appetizer. We just, you know, uh, a real simple yellow cornmeal, fried, and that's it. Just fried oysters, and we have those to kick off the meal. And I'm thinking now, I always wondered kind of like why, where that came from. So somewhere, especially in the South, my family's from West Virginia, like oysters and, and like Thanksgiving were a thing. Somehow we, we do oysters on Thanksgiving. You do it just oysters on the half shell a lot. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. it's a thing. Oysters yeah. in Thanksgiving is a thing. I picked sure. up twenty today to, for for tomorrow. And what do you do with them? Just shuck half shell. Them. Half shell. Yeah. Okay, so we get them. I buy them. I buy them already shucked, and then we bread them. You know, we with just a simple, like I said, cornmeal and fry them. So, and but so I mean very, I had very, oyster stuffing, not a fan. Very, I like the fried oysters, and I'll eat them off the half shell. Right. Oyster stuffing, not a fan. Very Again. New England feast. Okay, you know, I mean, just New England feast is. I mean, shellfish is in there. So, and oysters were, a, you know, that's a big part of the whole Thanksgiving. The Indians did it, the Pilgrims. So, it's classic. We've been on the air for 12 minutes, and we've already found two things 
that don't go with stuffing. Captain Crunch and oysters. No, I think well, Captain how, Crunch what, sounds like it does. What's the number well. we're going to be at by the end of this show? I think it, I think the Captain Crunch sounds like it goes. Why well. do we overthink the uh, the, the stuffing? Um, the, why is this overthought? I it's think so delicious. sausage stuffing is good. Yeah. Again, it's not a tradition that we have in my family, and I just when I get it, like I just end up eating like the sausage out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> See, I, I love stuffing. Like I love it. So we just do like a regular, like we make cornbread the night before, let it sit out so it's stale, and then we make that into stuffing the next day. And it's just like yeah. a tradition with the sage and the, the yeah. tarragon, or not say, tarragon, sage thyme. Thyme. Um, yeah, we had, I had to cut flat up Flat leaf bread, parsley. Cut up bread on Monday so that it could sit out long enough. So nice. So be ready for that. And uh, I like I like a nice stuffing, you know, from, you know, you make the whole thing, not out of the box. I like, uh, you know, sometimes it has mushrooms in it. Sometimes this, but then every now and then it gets too crazy. That's another one, mushroom stuffing. Yeah. Like I went to the store today, mushroom. Like there was an entire counter of like just different kinds of mushrooms. Yeah. So obviously that's a thing. But then you get like I've never had that. I've never had mushroom zest stuffing. And a ginger and a, like like people start getting crazy. With right. It. I don't want all that. No. If I have one to pick, it's it's the one without meat. I like the sage, thyme, yeah. rosemary, garlic, salt, carrot. Celery, let's go. And I, I, I like stuffing. It's got to be there for the Thanksgiving meal. But you know, it's not. Uh, it's it's not. It's not something I'm filling my plate with. You know, it's a little bit of a well, side kind of thing. It's not a uh, like a perfect way to transition to what is filling your plate. Right. What's, what's your go-to? What's the turkey. Here's another thing. A lot of people don't love turkey. Well, just as a as a uh, you know boring Irish person, mashed potatoes are just you know oh, yeah. uh, I'm a uh, I'm buttery, fluffy, just delicious mashed potatoes with salt and pepper on them. Or just no gravy? That, no, I'm not a gravy on my mashed potatoes. Ooh. I just like my, wow, I just like buttery Butter. mashed that potatoes, baby. Good, I think you 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 ruin it with the gravy. On. Wow, that I, is I'm, bizarre. I'm, I'm on board with that. Really, I'm I a put gravy. it on my turkey, but not the yeah. potatoes. Really, I, I mean mashed well, potatoes it's a, it's and it's gravy. A, it's a McGinty and Kerwin here. I, uh, I mean, it's the, from the mother. I cover my entire plate. Like everything gets gravy. Yeah. Me too. I do the plate, and then I gravy the whole thing. Yeah. The day after, everything gets gravy. Yeah. But the Thanksgiving meal, Thanksgiving meal, you keep the gravy off the I don't think that I've potatoes. ever had mashed potatoes without gravy. I feel like it's oh, like that's literally not even a thing. You've right. never had mashed potatoes without no, gravy. It, no, what you like you, you just said is true. It's not a thing to have mashed potatoes without gravy. It's mashed potatoes and gravy. You've never it's had like, meatloaf and mashed potatoes? With gravy. You you, I, I wouldn't I've never had meatloaf without gravy. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? about? Oh yeah, man. No, you make the ketchup top for the meat for Of meatloaf. course. Right. No, the, the, the gravy for meatloaf is definitely tomato based. No. Oh, it's, that no. Ketchup, it's that ketchup topping, though. Well, oh, yeah. Is... No, you, you definitely coat the, the the meatloaf with the ketchup top, so like it's that crusty kind of... And then you also have, right, like, a, a tomato-based gravy yeah. for no. the taters and the whole thing. You got to wet it up, otherwise it's just dry. And just what, like... What's dry about melted, delicious butter? Yeah. Gravy. No. I think you're ruining your mashed potatoes with the gravy. I think it's... Have you ever heard of mashed potatoes and gravy? It's kind of a thing. Oh, I'll eat it the next day. But I, the, I the pure virgin clouds, leave it alone, buddy. Hmm. 
I'm a hundred percent in agreement. I'm not a word he said but I disagree no, with. No, because you're literally the most boring no. person that was ever born on the face of this planet Earth. <laughs> we have low rent Irish palace. Seriously, uh, it's simple. And we're proud of it. It's right. t- it's that taste of the tenement. No, it's not a taste of the tenement. Well, it's like that, and like you know, your gangrenous aunt fits in the fucking. <laughs> room next to you. you're breaking down furniture just to stay warm Gangrenous. Angela's ashes are everywhere <laughs> in your eye well what's your a game what's your a slot are you are you mashed potatoes and no, gravy no we're very so we do we do we do to the turkey we do the stuffing we do uh we do we do a candied yams with the with the with the marshmallows like the full blown you know candied yams with the marshmallows really no Okay. Do, no, no. Do you know how no, much no, 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 everybody no. hates you? Well, who, I, I bet you, like, one in 20 likes a yam. Candied uh, yams, dude. Candy. Sweet potatoes? Yes. Yeah, oh, no, okay. no, no, yeah. no, no, no. No, most no, people no, in the no, world no. despise you. I don't know if... How, so, what's like, that like? It's like, like, basically, it's you and Donald no, Trump. No, sweet potatoes are the worst. They're worse than the yams, but they're close. They're... In the same it's family, It's the right? same thing. I mean, it's I, I don't think in a blind taste test I'm going to get yam sweet potato. And I remember that being the kid. I mean, of course, the easy move is to, you know, pick the marshmallows off the... You get the little baby marshmallows. Yeah, okay, so anyway, love it. Big fan. No. Especially the, that's another breakfast item the next morning. Yeah, it's pretty oh. good breakfast. So, yeah, we do, we do, you know, turkey, mashed potatoes. In fact, we didn't used to have mashed potatoes on... on that. That's kind of a fairly recent thing. We... we when my grandma cooked it, we did turkey with stuffing, y- uh, candied yams, the uh, you know the the green bean, bean salad, ca- sa- casserole, right. like the to old school with like the you know the onion crisps on yeah, top, mushroom. I gotta tell you though, like the whole if someone brings the green bean casserole to your house for dinner, they're not friends. I love green beans. No, that casserole. is like that. That is such an entry level thing to bring to someone's house. It's good though. Here's the thing that people tend to do wrong is they don't cook it enough. Like I want my green bean salad soft. I don't want it. To, and people are like, oh, you know, they try to be all like, oh no, it's like their haircut vert. You know, it's like they're it's a French bean, green bean salad with like shaved almonds. It's like no, dude, no. I want the Campbell soup, the crunchy, we like, need the, the cream the of mushroom. That's not side. fancy it up. Let's just do it. What a brand! Of, what brand year? are those crispy onions on top? I think it's all made by Campbell's. Is it all Campbell's? Yeah. <laughs> or Lipton. French. French's. Okay. French, I think you're right. I think French. it is French's. Lipton's the onion dip. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it is French's. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it for us. And then we have the pies. We we generally do um, a rolls. You got to have like a Parker House roll, some kind of like, you know, yeasty roll, gravy. And then we uh, we generally do like a Waldorf, which I hate. I don't like a Waldorf salad. That's the one thing on Thanksgiving that I don't eat is the Waldorf. I and I like Which mayonnaise. One is that? That's like the mayonnaise-based fruit salad. Oh no, no that's not a Waldorf, God, no. isn't it? Yeah, I the Waldorf is the, like, the salad with like the nuts pecan and the, and and the pr- apple and, and mayonnaise and the no, pur- it's, no it's the purple the, leaf lettuce. It's, it's pecans no. and like yeah. I think it's strawberries in there sometimes. Yeah. Is a Waldorf. And mayonnaise. Okay, well, no, I, I, I think I'm, you're thinking of the uh, ambrosia. Ambrosia. Or something. Uh, well, my mom's Waldorf had mayonnaise. Ambrosia is the stuff. No, 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 with, no, no, yeah. no, no not the ambrosia, fruit. man. Waldorf. That stuff is disgusting. That stuff uh, we, is disgusting. I've, I still at 46 have no idea what ambrosia salad is. It's that fruit and jello shit. Yeah, that, mixed uh, up with some, mayonnaise. That, yeah. Ambrosia has uh, has uh, coconut in it. 
I don't like coconut f- shavings. Or like that. Or the, if someone brings a dessert with fruit suspended in Jello, go ahead. Again, and just leave my your, grandma your, your, always made the, the the Jello. <laughs> exactly. Right. We had Jello salad, which was Jello with fruit suspended in it, served on a leaf of lettuce with a big thing of mayonnaise on top. Oh. No, but there was whipped cream on top of it. No, it was mayonnaise. My grandma always served it with mayonnaise. Dressing. Whipped cream. It was dressing. My grandma called, again, that was another dressing. We had multiple dressings. The stuffing was dressing and, and the ambrosia mayonnaise. Ambrosia usually has ready whip on it. It's the, it's the fruit oh, salad. Right. Uh, yeah. With the, yeah. yeah. Ready cool whip. whip. Cool whip. <laughs> Which, uh, I don't mind a spoonful of cool, cool whip, whip every now and again. You know, but, uh, little. All right. Uh, well, the next one up is who who's in, who's out on the cranberries? Oh. oh, I like cranberries. I like cranberries. Out of the can. Oh, I love it out of the can. Yeah, right out the can. Yeah, I, I don't uh, like the fresh. But do you uh, like whole? How about the log? Oh yeah, no, I want it. I yes. want it oh, in the in the gelatinous tube. I just yeah. looked up three recipes for Waldorf. We've got simply recipes. We got Delish, and we got Food Network. Okay, and the number one <laughs> ingredient in every single one of them is mayonnaise. So you guys are all no. We all said we agree, thought we, there was mayonnaise in it, but no, it was like you the didn't. different. No, I, I, I. But I, I like the the fruit, or like the. What's um, that salad then with the nuts and the strawberry and the Waldorf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's got mayo in it. Yep. Yeah. See, I'm, I was I, I ingre- agreed with his ingredients, but it had mayo in it, but it wasn't the main item. Walnuts, honey, strawberry, Stra- yeah. I'm not sure I've ever. It's almost like a wilted been at a leaf. Thanksgiving table There's no leaf; with it's all fruit. Oh, really? Who has a salad? Uh, a celery. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, my mom's. That was a classic: celery, apples, raisins, walnuts, mayonnaise. That, that stuff takes a lot of time to cut. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'm not a big fan Nobody anyway. Wants it. So yeah, you know, miss me with the Waldorf, but everything else I'm a big fan of, and 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 like, and I'm a I'm a fan of oysters. I just don't need them in the stuffing. Yeah, no. Now the cranberry, uh, you like the jelly or the whole cranberries in it? No, yeah, right out the can. Yeah, I don't need. But they have to... both. I mean, Straight they have both. Jelly, right? Yeah, yeah I want a jelly. jelly. Okay, so now, how do you eat it? How do you eat the cranberries? On everything. You know, like take a little bit on the fork yeah. and then you well and or or I'll take a you know take some uh, some turkey and some gravy and uh, a little bit of Stop. stuffing. Stop. Stop. Yeah. You can't end this with then dipping in cranberry. You're ruining. Oh, your you don't whole like plate. the cranberry either. So of course not. You don't eat uh, anything. Nobody from eats cranberry. You don't like oh, gravy. Yeah. Nobody you in my family likes cranberry. You don't like. Well, I've. Nobody does that. What do you put on the dry white pieces of chicken? That's what the cranberry sauce is for. The, the gravy. I go gravy on the turkey, like I said, just not the ma- not the potatoes. Yeah, and a little bit of cranberry on there, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wonderful. love the gravy cranberry it's too- mix. Oh, a little yeah. salt, a little sweet. Oh, God. Now we're right in my wheelhouse, yeah. kids. That's my favorite part of the sandwich the next day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The mix of the sweet. you got to have the cranberry on the sandwich the next day. Yeah. With the, the dressing or the or whatever you want to call it, stuffing, turkey, a little bit of gravy. I'm a pretty Mayo. simple sandwich the next Mayonnaise. day, guy, though. Yeah. I want I, I, I want the bread. open face, you know, two slices of bread, straight up like that, pile some turkey, pile some gravy, put it in the toaster. 
cut it, eat it with a knife and fork like that. So fucking good. You gotta have it. I go cold. I do with a white bread. Yeah, I do it cold mayonnaise. Too. I reach salt and pepper. Yeah. Well, turkey. it depends. I've got no. two different sandwiches. I yeah. have the one that's like the full Thanksgiving dinner yeah. on the it's on the sandwich. That one's cranberry. more. But I also just love just like just turkey and a white bread, ton of mayonnaise, yeah. Yeah. white bread, yeah. mayo, yeah. turkey, salt, salt and pepper. pepper. Right, salt and pepper. Salt yeah. and pepper. It. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's very interesting because it's an extremely American holiday, right? And it's something that we kind of all take for granted. But it's also extremely regional and differs from household to household. How many days can you eat it? How many days are leftovers appropriate slash, you know, before you're like, I'm done by by like by I'm over it by Monday morning for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I can make it to Sunday through the weekend. I can still throw some like some turkey in the eggs. Just a plate, a plate full of stuffing with a little butter on it and some (laughs) uh, some gravy in the microwave. Right, right. I'm eating it through Who the weekend. Who can't do that? But by Monday morning, like, I'm ready for Christmas. Yeah. I, I'm generally out of gravy by oh, yeah. su- Saturday, you know, and then after and then that, it's, really it's done. Yeah. Once you know? you're done with the uh, gravy, yeah. I mean, what? It's so. like, what's the lube? Once yeah. you're out of the yeah. lube, the Once food the lube. Food lube. <laughs> but I'm eating pie for breakfast the next day, 100%. Okay. So let's talk about well, pies. Now we're on pie. What pies are traditionally your family pies? So you got to have a pumpkin. Got to yeah. have a pumpkin. Uh, and then we usually do an apple with a crisp kind of top, yeah. which is okay. phenomenal. Nice. Uh, we don't do a – see, we don't do an apple. No. I, I Ours varies. Pumpkin, obviously, a pecan. Okay. I, we There's do pecan. There's usually a pecan in the house. I made a mincemeat pie last Ooh, year. Nice. Which is interesting. It was pretty good, actually. So my grandpa. What is mincemeat exactly, Sean? What is that? What is it? I honestly don't have any idea. There's no actually meat in the pie. No, there is meat in the pie for sure. Really? uh, Yeah, it's uh, you do walnuts and can't like kind of candied walnuts and cashews and no, there's no dates in it. And then you buy the you buy like um, it's in a it's in a bottle. um, And it's like a mincemeat mix, and it's got it's got meat in there, and it's like. Berry preserves and all kinds of stuff like that. And then, uh, like beef. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. It's a, it's a, it's a mix that you buy in a, in a, in a, in a, in a bottle and you spread it out in the, in in the pie. (laughs) My grandfather used to have that and it always looked disgusting. Yeah. I mean, I've, I don't know that I've ever had mincemeat. Mm hmm. Uh, it's that's, also, old, that's another that's an old school one. He also sure. ate a lot. Was it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. And you put a made a um, what's that crumble where you do? It's just with the, it's basically just dough with brown sugar and whatnot. And you do that crumble on the top of it. Yeah. And you could put that on dog shit. It's so yeah, funny. Totally yeah, I've is. looked yeah. up now three <laughs> recipes for mincemeat, and they all are ready to use mincemeat. Yeah. So wow. it's like, I still have no idea what's yeah, in it. How... It all starts with ready to use mincemeat. Yeah. It's a secret. It's very secretive. So yeah, no, we don't do that. We, we do a pumpkin, a pecan, and when my grandma was still alive, she did a uh, butterscotch. Mm. And we've done those a couple times since then, but no one does them as well as my grandma did. And they had a meringue on the top. Really good. We got a lemon meringue this year. Basically, butterscotch pie is a lot like a, a pecan pie without the pecans in it. It's just yeah. like the sticky, yummy part with a meringue over the top. My, my grandma always it. made a uh, shoe fly pie. Okay, what's that? Molasses, brown sugar. That molasses is the big ingredient. Brown sugar and 
egg, baking soda, flour. It that was seems, delicious. That's what's so cool about the Thanksgiving It was a Pennsylvania meal. Dutch. Yeah, it's very regional. It's yeah. very family specific. And I think that's cool. I never even heard of a shoe fly pie. S- scoop ice. Oh, vanilla. Like Briar's vanilla on top of that. Oh, I, me. I, I think the- I, my, my grandma used to make the ice box cake, which was... Uh, 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 vanilla and chocolate pudding with layers of graham cracker, and oh, then uh, yes. and then the top layer with whip, was all whipped cream. Oh yeah, sounds phenomenal. And it's it is have delicious. Is it frozen? Well, you make the put you or no pudding. Sorry, yellow. Yeah, yeah, chocolate and vanilla pudding, and then you put the layers of pudding and the gra- layers of graham cracker, and then you stick it in the fridge overnight. And so it's all so it's icy cold, and then it cuts like uh, it cuts like cake. My cake. God, sounds fantastic. That's yeah. insane. So. I did uh, at least the last couple years did a prime rib instead of a turkey. Which I mean, there's nice. definitely I, I, Thanksgiving is one of those ones where people do ham instead of yeah. turkey too, right? Honey baked ham. Yeah. Because I mean, again, not everybody loves turkey, I and mean, it's kind of boring. I don't and love turkey. If you're uh. gonna do a really good turkey, you have to actually. There's a lot of work that goes into it. You have to brine it, yeah. or at least inject it with something yeah. the night before. But if you really want it to be good, you have to brine it, which is a pain in the ass. I mean, how often do you eat turkey other than on Thanksgiving? So it's not that. Never. You know, it's, it's not, not my a favorite go-to. meat. No yeah. one's like hot yeah. for turkey. It's you not. know, my kids have ch- turkey on their sandwiches, but even when I go in for like a, a sub, turkey is not my go-to. No. Oh. It's the healthy choice. Yeah, right. It's not my favorite. I don't. Uh, I don't ever crave like a turkey leg, but once a year, I'll eat it. Yeah, oh, I mean, sometimes I'm like, skin. oh, God, oh. you know, I'd love a filet or I'd love a ribeye or I'd love like even like a sometimes like, I'll crave some like honey baked ham. Maybe but, a 90 ounce tomahawk. Okay. Yeah. Again, I'm sorry. I, I guess I'm the bad guy here tonight, but there's nothing more boring than a honey baked ham. Like Easter dinner is the worst of the honey worst. Honey baked ham's delicious. Honey baked ham and scalloped potatoes and asparagus. Can you get more boring? I love scalloped potatoes. I like that? all those things. Three yeah. What things are you, you just mentioned about? Honey baked ham is so boring. Hates you. I, what I think what ham, don't you like about honey baked ham? I don't dislike it. I'll eat it, but it's just it's it's and a snoo- it's exciting? a snooze it's a snoozer. You'd meal. rather have turkey. I'd rather have stuffing mashed potatoes and the green bean casserole well, yeah, than ham, scalloped potatoes. With it. It's like doing a fantasy football trade. Like I, I'd rather have turkey, How do stuffing you mashed potatoes over ham, week after week. Oh, it's infuriating. And yeah. asparagus. It's just snoozeville. I like all three, but they're boring. I would way rather. In fact, but I'm what exciting. We are don't you have, have stuffing's exciting. I wish we had scalloped potatoes for right Thanksgiving. Now. Oh. It'd be fantastic. Do none of you guys have that on Thanksgiving? We, uh, we occasionally get in a scallop potato. Okay, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, I feel like that's a great addition. I would forego the yams and the mashed potatoes for the scalloped, but I'd still want gravy. The problem yeah. is that uh, people can mess up a scallop potato, though. You know, they make it a little bit Thin. too rich, kind of buttery, and yeah. it's just like or a little too runny. Oh, yeah, it's or a little... too al dente. Yeah. Undercooked so, It's potatoes. very easy to underdo the potatoes. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's not easy to make a perfect escala potato. It's a good one, though. Yeah. yeah. A when good it's one right, is a it's good, right. Uh, yeah, when it like just barely kind of starting to fall apart when you cut it, you know, yeah. not just run all over the plate sort of thing. It's all but, crunchy like, and yeah. on the top. Boring. You're fucking boring. Look how gray your hair is. Okay. <laughs> Ryan. 
Yeah. Ham, scalloped potatoes, asparagus. Sounds fantastic. Turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes. I'd actually probably go ham, scalloped potatoes. It's, but it's three to three. You have to all three. There's no change ups. There's no um, mixing and moving. But Brian's I mean, not a ham guy either, though. So you asked the wrong guy. I did ham. No, I, I mean honey baked ham's good, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the turkey, mashed potatoes, and that. Thank you. You know, except for steaks, like I'm, I'm really not there for the main event. Like I'm, yeah, I'm there for the fucking sides. Like, Lindsay's mom shit. makes a really good I mean, corn pudding. That's actually really good. I'm making, or I'm eating stuffing with a shit ton of gravy. I'll probably put butter on my stuffing. And then wow. put gravy on top of it. Do the same thing with the potatoes. Because we're pronouncing it like Jaws. Potatoes. Um, Let me ask you this, Sean. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier. And here we are. We find ourselves. This is It's Wednesday night as we sit here and we record this podcast. And uh, we were talking about, you know, night before Thanksgiving in preparation uh, we've obviously figured out that, you know, drinking to excess is probably not the best plan. Uh, but what's like a good pre-Thanksgiving like dinner? And like, how do you plan your day as you're leading up to Thanksgiving? Like tomorrow you wake up, you have a gigantic breakfast. Like, I don't think pancakes on Thursday morning is yeah. the move. Right? Like pigs in a blanket. Right. It's not the way to go. And so there's like there's different schools of thought. There's like the you have a huge meal the night before Thanksgiving to like pre-stretch stretch stomach. the stomach out, yeah. or you like don't you like you know you you kind of starve yourself so you're hungry going into Thanksgiving. Do you do you practice any of these schools of thought? Or? So I'm not a regular breakfast eater except yeah. on the weekends. I generally get a breakfast in, but on the Thanksgiving day I definitely get an early breakfast in. And is that the stretch you're go- trying to get there? It's not a heavy breakfast, but it's so I'm just not eating anything at lunch. But I'm hungry at dinner. But I'm not just going into dinner not having eaten anything all day. You okay, know? so so you have a, a breakfast and then you skip lunch. Yeah. Okay, I feel like that's what my move is. Yeah. I have a little something in the morning, you know, it's just so I'm not like starving to death and like sick. And then I skip lunch. And then generally we ate we eat Thanksgiving in my family around like five, five thirty. It's fairly early. But you start snacking on the yeah. appetizer right, right. Yeah, stuff right. at three. Yeah, so you have your first cocktail right. beer at three with right. the uh, we usually have shrimp and oysters okay, and you know, nice. something like that. So And I'm I'm cooking so like I'll probably be eating the entire time. Well, yeah, I'm cooking too. I'll be drinking all day tomorrow. Well, right, and pro- my problem is uh, with this with the appetizers. I mean, I see a thing of shrimp there. I'm eight deep. Well, I mean, that's I the have thing. to. It, you think by now the discipline would be there? But I, I a couple drinks in the ball game on. You I, have to I, be I just, smart. I just keep eating. Yeah, you have to be smart, and you have to like There'd because be... generally by the time we get the pie, like I can't even fit. Like I don't have yeah. room for pie. Right. I'm not wearing pants anymore. Right. Right. Ryan's the pie. Ryan is nude. <laughs> and it's as tempting as it is to have those beers with the game before dinner. Mm. You gotta you gotta go straight into the hard stuff. You have to go to feel bloated. Yeah. To keep Yeah, like nine Bud Lights is not the move. All right? right. So you guys are talking about it. And it's something that I kinda am interested in because I'm not a huge sports fan, but I know that sports is a big part of like what people do around Thanksgiving. And so, like, what's the deal with that? Like, it's a football time of year, right? Are you? Is there still football? Like, are you guys? What's happening? There's football. So, can you still sit around? On well, they Thanksgiving? canceled. They canceled the night game because of 
uh, too many players on Baltimore had uh, COVID. So they moved it to Sunday. So, so what's the what does that do? State but still the two games, right though, now. right? They're still there's Cowboys and the Lions are still playing, right. right? So since the 40s or 50s, Detroit and Dallas have played on Thanksgiving every year. It's just a, it's just a, an American tradition. Right. I don't know how that started. I just, I, I'm a Cowboys fan. Dallas is at home all the time too. Uh, Dallas and Detroit, they're yeah. always at home, and that's been like that way since our dads were kids. And is that still happening this Thanksgiving? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So that's Washington good. plays Dallas, but I for, I forget who Detroit usually plays. Like other teams that play a lot on on Thanksgiving, Green Bay plays a lot, Chicago plays a lot. It's they, Washington. They usually play a division game. On division means in their own division, right? Because there's different divisions in football. Jeremy just completely went blank. What well, are no, divisions? I, I literally have no idea. You know, but I, I am interested to find out whether or not you know. So I'm I'm happy to find out that sports are still a thing. Some, there are still sports. Some games have. Um, Will there be a Super Bowl? They're planning on it. Yeah. I mean, they haven't missed. They have not canceled a full week of football. There's been games that have been postponed and moved. Like tomorrow Is there the same number of games? Like no. how does it affect? Yeah, like you play sixteen games in seventeen weeks. Every team gets one bye week, and you play sixteen games, and it's been sixteen for a lot of years. So the math still works out, right? As long as uh, they keep it under control. Like I said, I mean, there's teams that have moved games around. Again, the tomorrow night was Steelers Baltimore, which was the best game because Steelers, uh, as we record this, are undefeated. They're ten and zero. And Baltimore, I think six and four, there, seven. And there may not be enough players. Right. I mean, it's not. And what about fans? There's no fans, right? There's, there are some fans in some, the in some. Or they sit them like twenty rows back, kind of thing. Yeah, some allow five thousand. Some allow fifteen thousand. Oh wow! Yeah, they do like some 50% have none. Percent capacity, twenty five percent capacity. Some have none. Raiders, yeah. uh, Las Vegas has zero. Zero. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, because yeah, I mean. I mean, a few thousand people, that's still a lot of people breathing on you. You haven't been watching West Virginia games? Well, that was my <laughs> next question. No, like college football, I thought there was no college football. Oh, yeah, I've been watching it BC no. every Saturday. West Virginia was on last weekend. You guys have fans in the stadium. You should see the southern schools. I, uh, Georgia was on last week, and it was like like 70% capacity. Like, there's no way that should have happened. I, I mean... I, I can't imagine that being legal to do that, but it is there. Except it is, for I, it is there. COVID's not real, so it's yeah. fine. Right? <laughs> right. I mean, it really depends on who you ask, and that's not the conversation right. we want to have right now. But different stadiums, every game you'll see something different. It's crazy. There's no set standard. I think they go state to state on it, right, Sean? It's a state thing. County to county. Or county to county. Because that was really my 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 final question that I wanted to you know kind of end the night on was. How had had affected all the way down to like the high school level, like people that were playing high school sports and were hoping to get you know into a good college team, and then people that were on college teams hoping to go professional. Has COVID curtailed that? I mean, because the seasons haven't been you know regular, especially on at the high school. It depends. So like the Big Ten in the Midwest was gonna cancel their whole season, and then they decided to start. When did they start? And November, uh, uh, yeah, or, or just uh, last week, right? No, they well. I know for a fact Penn State's zero and five, so at least five weeks. Okay, but <laughs> pa- the Pac-12 just started two weeks. Yeah, ago. Yeah, they played two games. Alabama's played eight games already. Yeah, I mean, but there's many. Like for instance, in in LA County, hi- schools aren't open yet. So, 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 so lots, high school athletes. There's no some high are, school. some aren't. 
So it just depends on where you are. California, yeah, California's not doing it because... So Cal- California athletes are fucked. And I, again, I, I, I don't... But Texas, a te- Texas and Florida, their high school kids are all playing. Mm-hmm. So does that give them a... a Huge. Of yeah. course. Advantage, right? Huge advantage. They get more uh, game film to show colleges. For the first time ever, Notre Dame is playing in the ACC this season. They've always been an independent college, just played their own schedule. They were never part of any league. But because of all the up in the air stuff, they're actually playing in the ACC this year. So they're they're just juggling and balancing and throwing stuff around. Yeah, they can't not make the kind of money they make from football. Exactly, especially well, when they're not getting tuition. And, and NFL yeah. is going to have a season no matter what because they money. literally can't lose twenty billion. Well, and, well, and I'm, I'm not thinking about like the corporate or the like the you know well, the, the fat cats. I'm thinking about literally the individual athletes that are trying to. Sh- struggle and scrape and figure out how to put together the last of their season or how they were thinking about, okay, this is my senior year. I'm, you know, the recruits are going to, recruiters are going to come in and look at me and like, that's like, that's- Oh yeah. And the, well, the NFL guys, they play on like the average NFL is like a four year career. So that's, okay. I mean, that's just a constant churn. And so even if a guy's pretty good, they'll get rid of him just cause they have to draft the next person out of college. So if they don't get that, if they're not getting that college uh, guy this year, and they'll skip and just go to the next year, and yeah, those guys, those college players could be out and just, uh, you know. By the time it comes back, yeah. they may be out of yeah. so there's, are, their window. So is, are there the old timers that are like, sweet, I get to hold on for one more season because there's nobody coming in to replace Some them. of them, yeah. But the, the opposite end of that stick is there's a lot of the best players this season that opted out because A, they didn't want to get COVID, and B, this season's kind of going to be an asterisk. Who's the best player that opted out? There's, no, not a sing, there's not a single named player that opted out in the NFL. There was a there was the no there col- was the baseball. I'm, I'm sorry, guy. I'm talking college. Oh, college football. A bunch of guys opted out in college. Not not really oh, NFL. Okay. Yeah. But can I go back to the importance of NFL and Thanksgiving? Detroit always plays the first game, which is usually about nine thirty Pacific. Dallas plays at one thirty Pacific. And then about eight years ago, they started a third game. But it was always two games. Then they added a third game because that's genius. Why would you not? I revolve my – I always know what level I'm at at drinking based on where we are in which game. The Lions come on. You take a shower. You get ready. You get things started. You have a a Bud Light. Just one beer. Right. I know by that. When I see that gun go off at the Dallas game, we're on to Jack Daniels. At one thirty, by the third quarter, I know now I'm on to some kind of white wine. Right now you're sniffing lines off the, in, the, in the pantry. The, the drinking is directly proportional to where we are in each game, and it's been that way for like since I was like fourteen when we all started drinking. Wait, eighteen? <laughs> but nope. 21 is the legal 21. drinking age, and we wouldn't think of doing anything illegal on the Jenny yeah, episodes I, podcast. I, I don't generally get drunk on Thanksgiving. It's hard. Now, There's that is another drinking. thing. There, that's a tradition. There I are some that families point. that just get absolutely plowed. We are not a big drinking family on my Thanksgiving. I will be getting pretty shit-faced um, because I, I, I like to. And because I'm there tr- cooking all day. Because the and day while ends I'm in cooking, a Y. Right, right. Because the day ends in a Y. Thanksgiving-y. Right, Thanksgiving-y. Is that what you meant? 
I'll have no. Oh no, you meant November, Thursday. November. We do the one or two drinks before dinner, but by that time, then after that, you're over, you overwhelm it with food. Yeah. Right. Couldn't even. You know, we you have wine. we have wine with dinner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's generally me and the nephews doing a couple whiskeys while I'm frying the turkey, <clears throat> and then we we move on to wine. And yeah, and then you're so full and just like want to go to bed at that point. But then you just have a a port, and you know maybe uh, uh, you know uh, what's the Italian one. And Prosecco. then go to bed. No. No, I, no. a lemon cello? No. Lemon cello or a... <laughs> oh, there's one other one. I don't know. Cut that out. So, <laughs> I will tell you that... <laughs> so, I will tell you that Thanksgiving is a drunk night, though. And I was talking to a fireman who was saying Thanksgiving is a night that they have a... They're, you know they're on. Oh yeah, call. I, I bet. I bet it's like Super Bowl. I bet you get a lot of domestic violence. No, on, so that's what I was gonna say. He said more so than New Year's Eve. Yeah. Thanksgiving is is just a, a hot mess, and he's like because New Year's Eve you were with friends. Uh, yeah. Thanksgiving you were with family. Uh, yeah. Wow. And these just so get you leave. Yeah, these get yeah. yeah. <laughs> so things get real messy and get drunk, and then people are like "fuck you," and then go driving on the road. Talking politics, talking politics, right? Gets crazy. He's like he's like so between the like the people trying to fry their frozen turkeys and setting their garage on fire, <laughs> and then like the just general you know people like with general cooking accidents, burning, cutting, all that stuff. Um, he's like you get a lot of drunken. Uh, uh, stab your uncle. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> domestic domestic violence. Yeah, drunken stab your uncle. Exactly. <laughs> that that forty dollars he borrowed in seventy three is really pissing you off right now. Right, whatever it is, and yeah. it's so true. Because if you think about it, like New Year's Eve, you're out with friends, and and everyone, like, even if you get super drunk and you get in a fight, it's like ah, you know. But well, like, I, you I, get in a fight with your it. uncle over politics or something. Yeah. I mean, the, the knives come out. The way I look at it is, you know, you did the summer, it was beer, you drank a lot of beer during the day because it was hot and nice, then, you know, fall comes, it becomes Thanksgiving, it's like the first major drinking event, you got the Wednesday before and the day of, you have all the Christmas parties and all that, so you're actually worked up to it, so you know, New Year's Eve is a breeze. You're right. drunk, Thanksgiving, but That's you're a really happy. good point. Thanksgiving is kind of the, the start to the drunk. drinking season. Yeah. The first drunk of being with family. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Well, I think we also did a good job as a group of friends. We took the edge off the night before. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's true. Right. You know? Hey, maybe I'll make everybody less mouthy yeah. by feeling ill the entire time. Right. I'm just not going to talk because I'm yeah. trying I not to not throw up. <laughs> maybe that's another reason we don't get drunk on Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, they're so oh. you're so wet from the night before. I I remember I, Sean. I your glory days of those parties. I mean, we I woke up in probably four different rooms in four different years of that party. Spending the oh, night. those were great. I mean, the thing is, is like we always called them the ruin the Thanksgiving party, but I looked forward to it every year. So it was fun. the party of the year. We yeah. dress up. Yeah, it was great. Wear, like, it was like I don't I don't stuff. think I've had anything nice on since the last Sean <laughs> Curling you know, pre Halloween party. It was good, and we did the mix of we had some parents there and some, right. You know, kind of kept it yeah. kept us from coming too so the cheese from sliding too far off the cracker. Uh, anyway, it was good. This, but that's why I'm glad we got together tonight to kind of relive some old traditions. 
uh, have a couple drinks together. There was there is no group of people that I would rather spend the night before I almost stabbed my uncle right uh, <laughs> with than you guys. Uh-huh. So thank you guys for being here. I really I love you very much. And I know we kind of sucked Sean in. He didn't even know he was getting on a podcast tonight. Seriously, seriously Sean has like a flat tire outside. Yeah, thanks for He's being the surprise right. guest, Sean. First time listener, first time <laughs> yeah. sitter, first time caller, first time on air. Yeah. No, thanks for having me. It's exciting and new. What's everyone most thankful for? Oh, Jesus. That this is over? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't that have to see Joss for another week. <laughs> that we've passed. Uh, yeah, we have seven days to see me. <laughs> no, I think probably everybody's thankful that 2020 is almost over. Because what a sucks of a year, man. Right. Let's hope 2021 is just like, you know, a little bit better. Well, we just. I'm just, excited to get my international boogaloo on with my friends again. Yeah. yeah. I Travel need, a, I need bit. some international boogaloo. Me too. I can't wait. I, I'm looking forward to to all good things in the new year, everybody. So I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Um, I hope that everyone's looking forward to kicking off this holiday season. Thank you so much for being here and joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan and Joss, for being here. Thanks again, Sean, for being here. We hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving holiday. And don't forget to, to connect with us. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. You can go to the Instagram uh, page, the Jeremy Webisodes podcast, and see a picture of the bottle that we drink every week. And that'll help you identify it if you want to go out and find it on the shelves for yourself. And also we have a web page, websworldwide.com. That's webs with two Bs. And that is the Everything Jeremy Webisodes podcast page. You can um, connect with us through there, email us. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, and know that you're out there. And that being said, we, we hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. And we look forward to seeing you right here next week on the Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. <laughs>